And we are live. Thank you guys for joining us for this special edition of the Acquired Taste Podcast. Today's guest host here is going to be the one and only Jeff Garcia, the lead Spurs writer for Ken's Five San Antonio, and also the host of the one and only Locked On Spurs podcast. Jeff, thank you for filling in today. Not a problem, guys. And thank you all for coming in to the uh, MJ Acquired Taste YouTube show. I am Joe mentioned I'm filling in for Mike Jimenez. Uh, Joe, did you know the reason why Jimenez is out is because he's getting um, ready for Fiesta 2023. Did you know that? He's, he's getting the chicken on the stick ready. He's getting all his Fiesta gear because he loves Fiesta week, doesn't he? I mean, I'm trying yeah. to salvage his San Antonio card right now. Yeah, man, he's probably getting ready for Fiesta, trying to go ahead and learn how to cook chicken on a stick, how to eat it right, the etiquette. You got to stack the cups, yeah. you know? So he's getting in his you Fiesta. got to stack steak. the cups, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. But Jimenez will be back uh, soon. He's just taking care of some stuff. So I'm going to fill in for today's show. So what are we talking about today? We're going to do a little Cowboys talk, a little college football talk. Obviously, a lot of Spurs talk. And uh, Joe, I'm going to save this pop culture slash nerd debate for later on the show the big one we're gonna go back to 1986 optimus prime versus megatron the movie fight who really won that fight let's just say joe that that fight and who won causes so much nerd fighting doesn't it yeah it does and it's a good thing that you're doing this on a day that mike isn't here because <laughs> yeah Knowing him, he'd get cooked, See, dude. I, I, I can do it because I, I appreciate the movie, but uh, Mike would just be all lost and you know what's going on. He'll just say, like, I don't know, some big robot came and he did this. Oh, it's garbage. I will never say it's garbage. That is sacrilegious. <laughs> but uh, make sure to subscribe to Locked On Spurs, uh, part of the uh, Locked On uh, Podcast Network. You find my show on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Ken's 5 Plus app. The list goes on and on. As a matter of fact, Joe, the uh, Locked On Spurs episode for today actually debuted at the same time right now so it's available right now uh we're going to be talking about on that show the tony parker hall of fame induction and then on this show we're going to continue that chat about parker entering the hall of fame and i gotta ask ask where does he rank point guard wise among the best pgs in spurs history we'll see if joe disagrees with some of my candidates for that but uh joe um first of all how are you doing joe I'm doing good, man. And we also, you know what? We got to give a shout out to everyone who's joining us here as part of the discussion on the Inquired Taste podcast. Right, you know, shout right. out to Alonzo Alvarado, you know, Charlie Hernandez, Jason Garcia, my boy, what's up? You know, we got- By the Tim way, Tim Gonzalez, I uh, know I made sure to not get food delivered to me in the next hour no, and a half. Gonna, we're not going to be privy to the silver platter. I am not going to fall for that trick again. <laughs> well, self-inflicted. That was self-inflicted. So for those of y'all don't know, why I get this whole beef about the steak and everything. Jimenez and I uh, did a uh, Zoom chat. We're just catching up, chit-chatting, you know, you know, so rather on the phone or texting. Hey, let's just talk for a while. I forgot that I had an Uber Eats delivery and forgot. didn't think that Jimenez would say anything when, lo and behold, a steak appeared on the screen. I knew at the moment, Joe, that Jimenez started laughing and smiling that I was done. I knew it at that point. I'm done. I'm never mm -hmm. gonna live this down. And I ate it in front of him too. At that point, I was really all in. So I said, I ain't gonna, point. I ain't gonna stop. You knew at that point you had effed up. <laughs> man, did I? Did I, man? I know you get that graphic that pops up all the time. Oh, uh, every oh, time oh, 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 here up. we go. How about, how about you don't man. play it? How about you do not no, play man. it? Just for you, uh, here Jeff. we go. No, no, just there's for no you, just man. For me. We upgraded nope. the graphic, and I knew you were coming, so I did something special. Something special for you. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Add it to it, man. And look at what we did. We added. Oh, not the steak. No. You have the diamond ring. Take and now you have the down. steak on the platter. And you no. have a golden chalice. Wait, wait. First of all, I think that goblet is pretty cool. You know what that reminds you of? Indiana Jones. Remember, you have chosen wisely. But yeah, the, the point goblet, is bro. that that goblet needs to go. You know, that whole photo needs to go. Right now, go back to its original <laughs> look. It's just me on a news deck talking about the no, man, the legend that is jeff garcia has to grow and as you as the money bags acronym starts gaining more and more steam here more fire no no, no. it needs to stop it's getting gonna get steam. better 
It's going to get better. No, it needs to get stopped getting steam. Yeah. And look at Joe. Daniel Castro. He says, yeah. is this the $800 hoodie that you're wearing it's today? It's not an $800. Oh, my. I mean, I can't wear anything. Look, look, look. Look, a generic hat that I got from the Spurs shop. See? See? No, easy, that's, easy, no. Easy. Don't let him fool you, man. You know, he no. paid Bitcoin for that hat. I did not pay Bitcoin for that. But we'll definitely be talking about Spurs in a while. Again, we'll be focusing on Tony Parker. And if you're just joining us again, in case you're looking for Mike Jimenez, he's out today. He'll be back soon. I am just filling in for him for today alongside with Joe Garcia. But, Joe, let's talk some college football. How about yeah, that? Go what ahead, you got? Go what you got cooking for us? So, Brett McMurphy, man, Associated Press here, he went ahead and released his top 25 his, he says it's my preseason mm -hmm. AP top 25 ballot. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go down the list here because some of these are kind of interesting, man. So the top 25 college yeah. football, you know, list here is number one, Georgia. No, you know, there's there's no surprise there. You got Michigan at number two, three, Florida State. Number four, Ohio State. Number mm -hmm. five, Alabama. Number six, Mike's favorite, LSU. Oh, Washington is Washington's at number seven. You got Penn State at number eight, Oregon at number nine, Clemson at 10. And then the team that that, uh, you know, Jimenez says is not a sexy team by any means. They're boring. Texas Tech, man. Lo and behold. Oh, look at that. Number 11. I mean, I don't think anybody should be surprised that Georgia's number one, right? I mean, they're the defending yeah. champs, so they, yeah. they get it. Uh, but LSU. Hmm. Number six. Yeah, things a little high for them. All no, things considered, I think I think they're right where they need to be, man. They they can probably move up depending on a, what type of season they're going to have. But I think they're right. sitting right where they need to be. And then well, you here's know, the thing too, you don't you don't have to be a sexy team though. I mean, you just yeah. got to get the job done. Win. If you get a, if you get dirty wins, so be it. You get dirty wins. But the point is, is that for LSU to be in top six again, it is it is preseason poll. Obviously, this is going to do major shakeups. But uh, Joe, um. I'm going to probably piss off Jimenez here. I don't think they stay top, top 10. No, man. Jimenez is probably getting mad right now and ready to throw his phone at you. He's probably throwing his uh, chicken on the stick on the floor right now. Yeah. But, um, but you know, I got to ask you, though, Joe, do you really take a lot of – take these polls with the, with the grain of salt? I do. Because it doesn't matter if you're doing power rankings or coaches poll or player polls that we see in the NBA or, or NBA, whatever it is. It, it never works out that way. It never works out that way. Yeah. And these are just the writers that write for the AP, the Associated Press. Yeah. This is one of them. He has a huge following on Twitter. Uh, but the official AP preseason poll will be released Monday at noon Eastern time, which is 11 our time. But let me finish no, no. going down the list oh, here. So we finished, uh, we had stopped number 11, which was Texas Tech. Number 12 is Notre Dame or Notre Dame, however you want to say it. Mm -hmm. And if number 14, you have USC to no surprise there. Uh, number 15, Tennessee, 16, Louisville, 17, Ole Miss, 18, UNC, 19, UCLA. And at 20, you have Texas, man. How the mighty wow. have fallen, dude. They haven't done that much. They have. Yeah. At number 21, Tulane, 22, Utah, a team, another team Mike said was not sexy. 23, Wisconsin, 24, another team Mike said not good things about, Auburn. And 25, yeah. another team he said not good things about, Illinois. So is you, Mike you, you, that bad or, you know, what's going on here, Jeff? I'm, I'm going to save his butt right now and say that his, his, his picks are okay for now because it is just preseason. But I got to ask, is UTSA being overlooked right now? Uh, they probably are. And you know what? You have another uh, comment here coming from Mike Bias from Bear County Social Apparel. UTSA yeah. snubbed. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're snubbed. They're still one of these teams that kind of yep. fly under the radar. I agree. They, they're having, they're getting respect. They're getting that national notoriety, you know, now, but I think they still have some things to prove. And if they go ahead and actually win something mm -hmm. here, as far as the bowl games, uh, that might be something that you can go ahead and put in the discussion of, Hey, you need to put them in the top 25. And we here you in San Antonio know how special UTSA right. is. And now they're, they're coming into this new conference. I think mm -hmm. it's going to be able to showcase what the team's really capable of and really put them in that spotlight. So I'm excited for UTSA. I like what Tim Gonzalez said in the chat room. LSU, uh, what was that? LSU versus FSU, uh, yes. Sunday night. That is a big, big game. Uh, 
um, uh, you know, that really will tell us where LSU stands. Are, are they top six worthy? Uh, they should, you know, give, be competitive against FSU, but we shall see. But there it is, everybody. The coaches, well, the preseason coaches, uh, AP Post, excuse me, uh, right here on MJ Acquired Taste. You know what? You know, I... I don't mind watching college football. You know, it just never was my thing. But one thing I do like are the Dallas Cowboys, the pro, the pro side of things. And I know, I know, I know they haven't won like nothing in the last decade or so. But I've been watching a lot of the training camp. You know, I've been watching a lot of, you know, footage from training camp, all the, you know, the fight and, you know, Dak Prescott Trayvon and what's Diggs. his name and the whole, Trayvon, all that stuff. You know, but I always thought, the best or the most important position is the quarterback. No, but no. Dak hasn't really mounted too much. You know, he has numbers. What do you mean? Do you but... mean? Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth now. But I was going to ask you, you know, as somebody who kind of trailed off in the Cowboys because they've been losing a lot lately, is Dak overrated? Are we giving him too much flowers? Oh, man. You see, the thing is that, that Dak is always going to be I think yeah. not only rated, but graded by Spurs or, or you, let's say Cowboys fans, should I say, not Spurs, right. fans, Cowboy fans, on how well he performs in the biggest games. You know, mm -hmm. and so far the Cowboys' biggest games are going to be the playoffs. You know, or their appearances that they've yeah. had in the playoffs with one Dak Prescott at the helm. When Dak Prescott has let the Cowboys into the playoffs, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be frank here, they've shit the bed. You know, he's proven that that's he's my point. At the biggest at the, that's my the point. Light shine the brightest. You know, that's my point. If Jerry Jones is all about the titles and getting them back to glory and Dak is his man, what how is Dak any better than previous quarterbacks that came before him? If still not even them could get to the promised land and the Cowboys being the last team standing. And Dak is supposed to be all this and that among in, uh, uh, NFL quarterbacks. It, it just feels to me that it just feels like maybe he's getting overrated a lot. And yeah, I mean, should the next step in this Cowboys build, you know, to get to the glory, glory days, uh, Joe, be looking at possibly better quarterbacks, whether it be the draft? Well, check this out. Went ahead and just, you know, went and did a quick search for Dak Prescott. And just look and see where they, they have a poll out, right? And they're saying, mm -hmm. hey, these are the top 10 quarterbacks going into the 2023 season, right? So I'm looking at this. Number one, they have Patrick Mahomes. Mahomie? It's Mahomie. That's what I call Patrick Mahomes. Then you have Josh Allen, you know, and, and as Mike likes to point right. out, he does throw a lot of interceptions, fumbles the ball quite a bit, but he's still one of the top quarterbacks. You have Joey Burrow, man, coming out of Cincy. Yeah, that's a, you know? that's a bad man. That's a bad man right there. Yes, sir. You got Justin Hubert with the Chargers. You got Aaron Rodgers, of course, with the Jets at number five. Number six, Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Number seven, Jalen Hurts of the Eagles. Eight, you got Trevor Lawrence from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nine, Kirk Cousins, man. Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota mm -hmm. Vikings. And sitting at number 10, Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, but here's the thing. And, you know, uh, Daniel Castro in the chat took my next question for you. It's something I want to chime in about is could Dak win on another team? I don't think he could. Haven't the Cowboys had pretty good defenses around, uh, you know, uh, on the team? You know, haven't they had they've some had of the good. best, yeah, uh, you know, defenses. weapons for Dak? I mean, a prime Zeke, you, you know, the, the wide receivers that he's had in his uh, tenure with Dallas Cowboys. And still nothing. Like when do we, when do we circle back to, it's the quarterback. Like when does that go back, or is it really just coaching? Like the coaching is not that great, you know. From uh, you know the current coach, the, the the I mean, I mean, it just feels like nothing can ever get right. It's either Dak coaching or something else. I mean, yeah, it, there's it, a lot of Joe. I, I, I don't know where to start. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where to start. Like what's been wrong with the Cowboys if. On paper, seemingly on paper, year in, year out, they're poised to have a deep run and yet nothing. The problem with the biggest problem with ben, that's been with the Cowboys is they just don't have a coach that's worth the shit. You know, they don't have a coach that can actually lead the team to greatness. They, basically, mm -hmm. what happens is that you have Jerry Jones always muddling with everything, messing with yeah. things. 
He wants to be the guy that's pulling the strings. And he always appoints a coach that he can control. Basically, they're all Jerry's puppets. You know, whatever Jerry says, that's what they're going to do. Because they don't have the balls to go up the, against the boss man, mm-hmm. you know? So until Jerry finally decides just to be a owner and just sit up there in the box, just say good things about yeah. your team, show up to the practices and support them, as long as he wants to have a hand in it, the Cowboys are always going to be their own worst enemy. You know, and you yeah, can also, yeah. the flip side of the coin is too, it's the culture that surrounds this team. They're always surrounded in drama. They're always getting in trouble. Something happens and but, before but the, the preseason starts. Even, yeah, uh, and it's not like it was like back in the day of the White House era. You know, remember those days <laughs> with the Cowboys off the, the off the field? You know, the, I don't think there's really been any type of major drama during Dak's tenure. If anything, it just comes down to building the team getting the right coach, or maybe Dak isn't it. I want to look at some of the comments here. We're talking about this. Um, Robert Quintero says, like, have we looked into whether there's a possibility of a Cowboys curse? I guess kind of like the curse of the Bambino, you know, all that stuff. Do you think there is a, do you think there is a Cowboys curse? I don't think it's a curse. I don't think there is. No, I don't think. I think it's just. man. Yeah, I I mean, do you, wow. I mean, could it really just come down to, the owner that's it's the it. owner brother it's the owner just the owner ever since it look at you can go back and look at the statistics right and ever since jerry has taken over the decline of the cowboys and the number of super bowl appearances and playoff wins has been on the decline steadily you know mm-hmm. while they've made some appearances as of this decade you know in in the in the playoffs they haven't been able to win you know yeah. when it comes to the big game man you're going to be playing for you know, the championship here. And then if you win mm-hmm. that, maybe you're going to be able to go to the Super Bowl. No, doesn't happen. You know, you always have some type of disaster that goes down. Yeah. Look at Aaron, what Aaron Rodgers did to the, to the Cowboys, you know, in the waning seconds or the waning minutes yeah. of that game. They left too much time on the clock and he, he burnt them, man. You know, they, they don't, they need to learn a few things here. And I don't think that it's ever going to be their year until mm-hmm. something changes. But that's what I hear year in, year out. Last year, I heard, oh, it's their year. Preseason of, of Super Bowl picks. Oh, it's going to be Dallas. Year before that, the same thing. And then something always happens. And maybe there is a curse. Maybe there is a curse. You know, I think about it. Perhaps there is. How many times have, this, have the Cowboys been looking so good and then something messes up? Like there's that one thing that just ruins them. And yeah. it's always in when there's games that matter. They need a win to secure home field. They blow it. They need a, uh, you know, something to happen during a playoff game. They blow it. Wild card game, they blow it. It's always at the most inopportune time for this Cowboys team. But you, you, you got to wonder, you know, do you just change? Is it just simple as changing up ownership? I don't think it's just as simple as that. I think it's bigger than that. I think it is perhaps a time to start thinking about it. Maybe Dak ain't it. Maybe he's not it. Well, Jerry, uh, was it wasn't it held on to him too long. Wasn't there, wasn't that, uh, you helped me on this, uh, Joe, wasn't it not too long ago, like a, was the last draft or a couple drafts ago where there were some, uh, some Cowboys fans asking this team to tank a bit so they can get uh, a top pick, possibly a quarterback? Yeah, there was some fans that wanted to get Jerry to, to draft a decent quarterback. And unfortunately mm-hmm. they got, they got Dak instead, you know, and of course they drafted Michael Parsons, who's a freaking badass, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you have that to look forward to as a Cowboy fan. You got Micah Parsons and, you know, when the Cowboys were tanking hard. <laughs> but the flip side of the coin is Dak is really not going to be able to lead this team. And even if they, you know, even if they did get a quarterback, right, they got a, a really decent quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't think this Cowboys team would still win any games when it came to getting beyond, you know, yeah. the wild card games, you know, in the playoffs and all that. I think the biggest uh, problem with the Cowboys is just the Cowboys themselves in leadership. Again, mm-hmm. it, it boils down to coaching. And, you know, they've even gotten rid of their offensive coordinators, their defensive coordinators, yeah. bring in new coaches. And, I mean, they've done a number of things, and it's still you get the same result time and time again. You know, yeah. so it just points to the one big problem there, and it's always leadership comes from the top, you know, and yeah. it all points to Jerry Jones. Yeah, all right, let's look at some of the comments we're getting on the uh, this topic here about Dak and the Cowboys. 
Uh, is there a curse? I don't think there's a curse, but you know, I'll think about it. There might be uh, from uh, Bear County Social. Oh, sorry, what do we got? We got David. The only thing that Jerry Jones has done has increased the Cowboys' revenue. You know what? Right. Can you can you believe they are still considered America's team? They are America's team. Can you they bring in the highest ratings? They Jeez. sell the most merch, you know? Is that true? Like legitimately, like factually true? It's true, like, bro. Really? Wow. And that's saying yeah. something considering you had the, the, the Patriots era. Uh, now you have Mahomes and yet the Cowboys are losing left and right for decades and that they're still bringing in that. Cowboys power. fan base is a rabid fan base. They're freaking loyal as hell, Jeff. Yeah. And they travel well. You'll see Cowboys fans going to every damn game across the nation. They're going to yeah. fill the arenas, the stadiums, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cowboys, see, Cowboys uh, fans got deep pockets, man. Yeah, apparently they do. I heard about parking. I've never been to Jerry World, but I heard that parking is hundred bucks sometimes. Hundreds, like, yes, sir. It's a hundred. That is insane. By the way, Jason Garcia, I see your comment about no Texans SAFA mission talk. He meant us will take care of that later on. Uh, hopefully this week. I'm going to Joe and him. Uh, we'll discuss that uh, again. I'm just filling in for him for today due to uh, some unforeseen circumstances for Jimenez, uh, but. Whew. Jerry wants to be on camera, Tim Gonzalez says, and everything you don't see the other owners in the NFL be on camera. They just send the box. It kind of goes back to what you said, Joe, that Jerry yeah. Jones wants to be this de facto GM, this de facto coach. Since we're on yeah. this NFL talk, man, we got to go ahead and talk NFL preseason. So I went ahead and just, you know, was looking at some of the stuff that was posted on Twitter. And lo and behold, what did we come up to? What we got? We have some, so we have some news here. Okay, you know, hit it. And let me go ahead and pull that here and put it on here. Give me a second. The Joe working hard right there. I am, dude. I'm looking. I got Go so Joe. many tabs open. Go man. Joe. I'm Joe, trying. we should time him. See how long it takes for him to pull up a video. There, is, uh, there uh, it is. I finally found it. I got so many tabs open. So we have okay, what this we got? here. So I'm going to go ahead and zoom in on it a little bit. We got week one preseason games happening starting tomorrow, you know, August the 10th. You got the Texans and Patriots, seven. Then the late games is the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle mm -hmm. Seahawks, the Sea Chickens, you know, because I know my, my boy Jason Garcia is a big fan of the Seahawks, so they have the late game at 10. And all the games are going to be played on, uh, most of them are going to be on NFL Network. And then Friday you got the New York Giants and Detroit Lions. But to me, I think the big game here is going to be Green Bay and, uh, and, and Cincy, man, the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm -hmm. That one's happening at 7 on NFL Network. And then, of course, you have Russell Russell Wilson, man. Yeah. The Denver Broncos going up against yep. the Cardinals, the late game at 10. Let's ride. I cannot <laughs> believe NFL seasons here. It just feels like yesterday. Like it just ended. Yeah, and the time man. just goes by fast. But if you're looking at that uh, preseason schedule, they got a lot of juicy games. Yeah, I mean, a lot of great yeah. games. You know, there's, they got games almost, on Saturday. Saturday yeah. is filled with games, man. Starting yeah. at 1 p.m., you have the Tennessee Titans against the Bears. The Bears. And you have the Colts against the, the Buffalo Bills, the Jets yeah. going up against the Panthers, the Jaguars going against the Dallas Cowboys starting at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then you have the the Eagles, the Lechuzas Cagadas, like I like to call them, going up against the, <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens at 7. And then you have the Chargers going against uh, L.A. At, at 9 o'clock. That's a late game. On Sunday, they have some good games on Sunday, man. Starting yep. at 1 p.m., you got the Kansas City Chiefs going up against New Orleans, you know, the Saints at 1 p.m. Then you have the 49ers versus the Raiders at 4 p.m. And that rounds up your preseason week one uh, of games here in the NFL. And then you got week two coming up again next next Thursday here. You got some good games there. You got the Browns against the Eagles. You got the Panthers against the, the New York Giants, the Bears. I mean, the, the Bengals against the the, the Falcons here. And then you have on Saturday, see some of the better games here. I mean, you're, you got some, you have like the Tennessee Titans against the Minnesota Vikings, the chiefs against the Cardinals, you know, and then again, you got the Cowboys next Saturday playing the late game. That one's going to be a late tip at nine Cowboys versus the Seahawks again. And then again, on Sunday, you have the saints against the chargers. Then you have the Ravens against the Washington football club as a late game and that was that game's going to be on espn so that'll you know, round I, 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 I can't forgive washington for stealing the commander's name that still bothers <laughs> me i don't know why you know to me there's only the original san antonio commanders 
back in that day. But um, good slate of NFL games. The NFL is right around the corner. I know Dallas Cowboys fans are excited. Houston, Texas fans are excited uh, for New York. And, you know, I think things are looking up for Houston right now. They really got themselves a squad, don't they? Yeah, they do, man. This Houston uh, Texans are going to be good this season. And I like the comment from the Drew show. It's money bags, the styling, profile, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, French steak on a silver platter, eating, son of a gun. <laughs> you know what? Daniel Castro, no, that parking at Jerry Road is not spare change for me. Stop it. Stop it. See, this is what Jimenez gets. I'm going to get him back somehow, some way for causing this. I know you're going to give I wish I was money bags. I wish I was. I know you're going to give me so much shit when you come back to San Antonio and we go somewhere and I pick you up in my car. You're going to be like taking pictures or something, dude. I already know it. Of your car, yes, because yeah, you got yourself a brand know. new car. So you're the one who's really money bags, not me. Once again, I am Jeff Garcia, your fill-in host for today, right here on MJ Acquired Taste YouTube show. Mike Jimenez is out today, uh, taking care of some business. He'll be back soon. Joe and I are holding down the fort while Mike is out, and we're talking all things sports. We did a little bit of college football, got into deep into Dallas Cowboys talk, and some uh preseason uh, NFL, all that good stuff. So it's getting to that point where the this doldrum of the sports season is about to end very, yeah, very sure. fast. Yeah, but uh, Joe, do you have any advertisers that we got to give a shout yeah, out man. to? Our segue here. I'm not good at segues like like Jimenez, man. Jimenez is on point. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll just help you. I'll just tell you. Play him. Yeah, so our first uh, shout out that we're going to give, our first sponsor here, we're going to go ahead and have MCS General Contracting. MCS General Contracting. More than 30 years of combined experience in concrete placement. They're the number right there, 210-774-9155. MCS, they say that they want to be the best in the business. Honest pricing, high-quality work. They get going on house foundations, driveways, concrete, patio decks. If you want to extend the deck, extend the driveway. If you're a business and you need to put together a slab, uh, a, a parking lot, other concrete placement services, sidewalks, things like that, reach out to MCS General Contracting, 210-774-9155. That's 210-774-9155. They're confident in their skills. Chris Leha confident in his fantasy football prowess, if you will. Thank you for being a sponsor of our show. He does a fantastic job over there. So there we go. Shout out to you. All right. MCS General Contracting. You know, the number's there, 210-774-9155. And like Mike likes to say, they have the hardest concrete in the business. Well, why do you have to emphasize that word hard, though? No, because Mike, it's a running joke with Mike. Oh, man. no, it's his. You know, no, yeah. now that I'm filling in for him today, now's my chance to have some fun with Chris Leha. You know, for me, he, he's still a traitor in my eyes. He, he, did, me, he did me dirty, Joe. He even he said Jeff Garcia travels private. He probably does. He has a private plane. No, I don't have one. But, you know, one day, one day, MCS will, will give some love to Los. One day. He did me dirty, Joe. <laughs> he did me so dirty. We'll still need to he address the bro code issue with Jimenez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had, I had a private talk with him about that. I had a private talk about him, uh, about that. But, uh, you know, for him to say, like, what's a bro code? That bro code is 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 sacred. I don't care if you're 10, 20, 30, 50 years old, you don't break bro code at all. Yeah. At all. Joe, you believe in bro code, right? Yeah. They said they get did Mike get stuck pouring concrete yesterday. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Yeah, he's he an did. indoor dog, man. Like he says, he's an indoor dog. He can't be outdoors, man. He can't handle that heat. Yeah, I know. Uh well. A lot of sp stuff going on in the sports world from NFL to Dallas uh, to the preseason college AP yeah. poll, whatnot. But, Joe, we, how are we not talking about the big weekend ahead for the silver and black? It's a humongous weekend. This it weekend is, is Springfield at Saturday evening. Tony Parker, Popovich, Becky Hammond, and expert Pal Gasol all get inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame this Saturday. And it should shape up to be a tremendous night. If you thought last year with Mono Ginobili, Mono Ginobili 
getting in. He was the highlight of that session. Wait till you see this lineup. It's going to be great. Uh, you know, we talked about this on Locked On Spurs, which is available right now. Just go to Locked On Spurs on YouTube. You can check it out. Joe, I got to ask you, why do you think Tony Parker to this day still gets the disrespect when it comes to him being one of the best point guards to grace an NBA court? I don't know, man. I just don't think he's really appreciated for what he's what he did for the San Antonio Spurs. He was an instrumental part, just like Manu Ginobili in the championship run, you know, championship runs that they had and winning multiple championships with the San Antonio Spurs. I think a lot of Spurs fans of old get enamored with, you know, point guards from back in the day. You know, you had Rocket Rod Strickland for some reason, Vinny Del Negro. You know, you had Avery Johnson, mm -hmm. you know, of course, helping the San Antonio Spurs win yeah. their first yeah. chip with that corner jumper, you know, over in the garden at Madison Square. You know, so those are iconic things that uh, Spurs fans like to go back well, and look. Right. What, what you're, I'm bringing this up is because with Tony Parker getting inducted. So if you're to take away Tony Parker's face and his name, and, and I gave you his resume, just his resume, what he did on the international and NBA stage. Okay. And then I give you somebody else's resume. Let's just say I put, I give you Chris Paul's resume. So I leave Tony Parker's resume without a name. And I give Chris Paul with name his resume. I bet you nine out of 10 times somebody will pick Parker's resume, even though they don't know what it is. But the moment you reveal it's Tony Parker, it's like, oh, well, hang on here. It's always an excuse. You hear the excuse of, well, he had Tony, he had Manu and Timmy and, and Pop. Oh, you know, he was ready on that, you know, type of uh, team assembled. You know, you start hearing those excuses. You start hearing, well, well, you know, he's basketball worthy. Yeah, maybe not first ballot. That was an actual discussion that he wasn't first ballot Hall of Fame worthy. It just feels that Parker doesn't get the salute that he needs to get for what he did on the international stage and the NBA stage. If you tell me that there's this NBA point guard out there who's about to get into the Hall of Fame, he's won four NBA titles, multiple All-Stars, won gold medals at the Eurobasket level, been to the Olympics, uh, won a finals MVP in 2007. Oh, and made all NBA teams. Oh, and by the way, helped usher in a, a, rev a foreign revolution in the NBA, uh, influx of foreign players. I would say that's first ballot. But yet there were some that said, no, that, he, that he's second ballot. Just And then you try to give your top point guards of NBA. Sure, maybe not top five. Okay, granted. but. Does he have an argument to make top 10, top 12? I think he does, man, because when you look at what he was able to do on the biggest stages, you know, and I believe mm -hmm. what is to even have uh, an MVP finals trophy, you know, to right. add to the hardware. Um, and what he was able to do for the San Antonio Spurs in the context of pushing them through some, some really heated mm -hmm. playoff runs. And not only that, but when they got into the finals, you know, playing against teams like with the Detroit Pistons, for example, you know, New Jersey, going up against the New Jersey Nets with, with Jason Kidd, you know, and yeah, that plethora yeah. of cast that they, surrounding cast that they had over there as well. New Jersey wasn't a slouch. They were a good team. They just mm -hmm. weren't able to keep up with the, the greatness that was Tim Duncan and the San Antonio Spurs. But I think it just gets overshadowed at times. They, the more, more of the focus is on looking at Tim Duncan, looking at Manu Ginobili, you know, and what they were able to do out there on the court. And who can forget that one scene with uh, Tony Parker when they were playing the Miami Heat? And he just kind of lost mm -hmm. his balance, you know, and kind of went down on yeah. one knee, still dribbling well, the ball, well, got back up and still made the jumper. Well, well, here's the thing too, Joe. When Tim Duncan's time as the man on the squad was already kind of dwindling down, he was still effective, but it was starting to shift a bit. It was Tony Parker the mantle went to. And there's... A video of uh, Timmy holding uh, Parker at the end of the 2007 finals saying, thank you for leading us to this point. Thank you for guiding us. So that's from Tim Duncan. And yeah, mm -hmm. I see that message from uh, Wiki One. Uh, Tony's kind of a D-bag off the court socially. Fine, but we're just talking about on paper, whether his accolades make it enough for him to be Hall of Fame. Well, he obviously is. He's getting in this Saturday. But when you look at his resume, there are still some, and this baffles me, 
Oh, Chris Paul, he's 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 better than Tony. Oh, uh, uh, Steve Nash. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I, I pick Steve Nash over Tony Parker. Well, look at look at you, know, you still hear revisit, that. Let's revisit that. Chris Paul better than Tony Parker when the San Antonio Spurs were but, facing. But off you legit you legit hear that that stuff till today. But I'm telling you, the reason that they say that is when they were playing the the Hornets back in the day. That was what were they called the Orleans New Orleans Hornets at that time. Chris Paul obliterated Tony Parker in that series. He was much better than Tony. He looked a lot better mm -hmm. than Tony, but he was a lot uh, younger than Tony at that point. Right. But the thing yeah, is, I think Spurs fans still, for some reason, will go ahead and gauge Tony's performance overall based on one bad performance in the playoffs. You mm -hmm. know, and, and still the Spurs went on to go ahead and win that series right. ultimately. You know, so it's like, even though, you know, Chris Paul had the better <laughs> series as far as outperforming Tony, from the point position, Tony Parker fine. ultimately won the battle. You know, okay, that's fine. But overall, overall impact on the NBA. Um, if we just look at the NBA now, and who did more, Tony Parker still edges out Chris Paul. And I think what it comes down to maybe the stats, maybe maybe the career stats are not as large as some of the other contemporaries, mind you. Tony Parker was playing in the era of not just the era of the big man where he led the league in points in the paint for an entire season with a Shaq and a Timmy and a Rashid and a Kevin Garnett uh, manning the paint. He was playing well. Now, look, it's not his fault. And here's the other excuse you hear a lot, uh, Joe, is, oh, well, he had Timmy and Manu and Pop. Well, that's not his fault. That's, I mean, that's he should embrace that and take advantage of that. You, you know, it's not to say that Chris Paul didn't have prime Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan and now you have Kevin Garnett and 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 you know he had uh, Devin Booker uh he had some quality players around him too hall of fame worthy too um so I don't buy that argument what do you think Joe I don't really buy the argument at all as well you know I, I think overall what Tony Parker was able to do uh while he was with the Spurs not only just in the playoffs and in the, you know, the NBA finals, mm -hmm. but during the context of the regular season and how instrumental he was to the performance of the team, how the, def how the offense flowed through Tony, you know, yeah. and how, how good he was, he was as at a point guard at, at the point guard position, running the offense for the San Antonio Spurs, because it was a different offense <laughs> back then, you yeah, know, and yeah, we forget how fast Tony was and, in and, the open court in the fast and, break. And that's another thing that I think should be a credit to Tony is that he play he, he played with Tim Duncan, and yeah, Tim Duncan's going to get all the touches. You have him on your squad, that's he's the player that's getting the touches, not Manu, not Tony. And Tony did a lot, all things considered. Now, um, I see Chris Gonzalez. Uh, Tony is the middle child, no love. <laughs> there Maybe there was a little point to that. You know, maybe there is that. You know, there is, um, you know, because Timmy is, you know, the, the greatest spur. Manu is one of the still beloved till today. He's and then there's Tony's Tony. adopted then, son is Manu. Yeah. And then there's like, then there's like, it feels like that. It feels like, oh, Timmy, Manu. Oh, yeah, Tony. That's what it feels like. But yet yeah. he was so instrumental, especially when Tim Duncan was starting to decline and uh, the, the, the ball and the court and the focus shifted to Tony and Manu. And then it became, you know, you, you know, their team, but, but practically. Um, I agree with Chris Orleja. Uh, Tony is the greatest player in the NBA of all time. Man, guess no love. Okay, well, I don't go that far. Uh, one thing I will say, Joe, is Tony did not live up to expectations as a musician. Remember Balance 12? Oh, man. Remember the, remember, rap, that, remember, that the, remember the rap phase that he went to? I was at the Alamo Dome when he rapped in front of everybody after uh, winning a title. I was like this cringe. Just like cringe. But hey, he do you remember the video to balance twelve? I think it was shot in San Antonio. It was and it he was used bad, the silver dancers, and it was Eva Longoria that was the target of his affections in the move yeah. in the in the in the rap video. And they're in a San Antonio club. I may have been Sunset Station back in the day, and they're mm -hmm. like gonna meet each other in the middle of the dance floor. Oh my god. And the hey, album cover, it was so cringe. We have a comment here from Wiki One. And he's saying, and I agree. He says, Tony has one of the top three teardrop shots of all time. I'll give him that. He does. That teardrop you know was beautiful. And, and you know and you know what? Uh, I wish Trey Jones would spend more time with Tony Parker with that. 
I would love to trade Joseph Bell up a nice teardrop shop. Hey, Joe, do we have any other advertisers we got to give a shout out to? Yeah, but before we do that, let's give a shout out here to our boy, Rudy Campos, and what they're doing over there at Sweep the League. Go and follow them and check them out. Sweep the League podcast, you know. Uh, They're on Twitter, and uh, Rudy says, what does Tony's career look like had he been originally drafted by Boston like he was supposed to be? I don't know if he would have had as many championship runs Probably not, but i think he would have had better he would have had better stats for sure yeah he would have had he better would have been stats. the guy yeah yeah uh uh but who's up next and uh who gets some love right here on mj acquired taste hey par realty is the next uh sponsor here of the acquired taste we're gonna go ahead and play mike's uh mike's little take on that just gotta show some love to cynthia j sanchez she is of j par real estate proud sponsor from day one of the acquired taste podcast the acquired taste network her phone number is there, 210-273-0748. Go to Realtor.com. Check out her reviews because all the people that she sells homes to, give her five stars, that she is prompt, that she's understanding, that she communicates well, that she calls back, that she answers questions correctly, that she is smart at what she does. And we're talking about real estate. That is buying a home, selling a home, whether it be a rental property, primary residence, whether it be an Airbnb, that type of property, you can reach out to Cynthia J. Sanchez from JPAR Real Estate, 210-273-0748. We're talking about 16 years of experience in real estate. She's a badass at what she does, and she is my personal real estate agent. My last house, Cynthia J. Sanchez. I'll show the papers. If you reach out to me and say, Jimenez, prove to me that she is your real estate agent, I'll show you my lease, yeah, my, my deed of sale, if you will. Something that shows that she was my realtor because she really was. 210-273-0748. Does an amazing job. Former claims adjuster with USAA. So she knows what she's looking for when she's going in and showing these pre-owned homes. Cynthia J. Sanchez, 210-273-0748. So again, go ahead and make sure you go and check out JPAR Real Estate with Cynthia J. Sanchez. And again, the number is 210-273-0748. And they are a proud sponsor of the Acquired Taste. All right. Once again, I am Jeff Garcia. I am filling in for Mikey Menace today right here on the Acquired Taste YouTube show. Mike is out for today. He'll be back soon, and he'll catch you up on all things, uh, what's going on in his life, and much, much more. And, of course, Joe will be there with him. But we're talking about all things sports. We're talking about Spurs, Tony Parker. We're going to get into a very heated nerd debate in just a few minutes. Uh, we got about like 20 minutes left on the show. Yeah, before uh, we yeah, get into that, certainly... let's go ahead and talk a little bit about some NBA talk, Jeff. I wanted to get your take on some things that broke through here. And I sh- I'm going to share this, man. We saw them on Twitter. I saw these on Twitter earlier today. So let's talk about Paul George, man. You know the season that he's had. Oh, good Lord. Injury I know where went with this one. So this has been making the, <laughs> the rounds on social media, right? Since we're talking about Spurs and, and NBA. Paul George sends a message. Mark my words. I'm going to be on my bullish next season is what he says. You know, yawn, yawn. Believe that you're buying or selling that. If if you, if you could put like a yawn emoji up right now, that'd be me because I'm at the point now where I got to see it to believe it. Uh, Sure. See one of the better players in the league. Absolutely. When he's healthy at the right point of the season, not this. Oh, I missed a few weeks to start the season. Need him to be healthy when it counts. Now, look, um, that's good to hear. If you're a Clippers fan, you're loving that. Yay. Thumbs up. But I think Clippers fans are probably would be in agreement. I got to see it to believe it. Uh, do you remember the, do you remember peak uh, Paul George in Indiana? And then mm-hmm. the early years, a little bit in Oklahoma city, uh, he was a force. And the, and the quiet Leonard even said that he wanted the Spurs to go chase him to bring him to San Antonio. And that didn't happen. Uh, they reunited in, well, they united in uh, Clipperland. And haven't amounted to anything yet. Joe, I thought this whole claw and PG-13 tandem was going to lead the Clippers to the promised land. Hasn't worked out, has it? As Spurs fans laugh at Kawhi right now. No, the, the whole thing with, with that's going on with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Basically, Kawhi Leonard is just a part-time NBA player. They're paying him big yeah, money. A player. He'll always be on the bench. Always just, I don't feel like playing. I can't play on the back-to-backs. I can't play this team. I can't play that team. Well, my leg hurts. You know, I'm just like, 
why even, I mean, at that point, if you have a part-time NBA player, that's really not doing mm -hmm. much for you other than just sucking away your salary cap, you got to unload the dude, man, at some point and move on, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, he can't seem to stay healthy either, you know, and then when you go into the playoffs, you need him the most, he gets injured, you know, I mean, it, it's just, it's disappointing ever since, you know, nephew left, he saw some success with Toronto, which I think he should have stayed over there. But he wanted mm -hmm. the big spotlight in L.A., so he went over there with the Clippers. And ever yeah. since then, he's never been the same. No, no. Uh, damaged goods. I think uh, Kalaw is now damaged goods. Paul George, I think he's close to being damaged goods now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, before he snapped his leg in half, my goodness. Jeez, Paul George was, was a beast. Uh, ever since then, though, I mean, he kind of, you know, re reclaimed that glory for a while. Uh, but then, you know, kind of been injury hit. But yeah, Clipper fans, there's something to smile about right there. He said he's going to be a bully. We'll shall see. What else you got up in NBA news, Joe? Oh, and NBA news, we got a good one here, man. One of the other things that's making waves right now on social media is going to be Anthony Davis, man, and his hefty contract oh, no. here with the Los Angeles Lakers. Anthony Let me guess, did he get hurt in the offseason? Right. It's like, that, it's like that scene in Friday. How did you get fired on your day off? Did he get hurt on the offseason? He hasn't gotten hurt yet that we heard of, but Anthony Davis has agreed to a three-year, $186 million max contract extension Good that Lord. ties him to the Lakers through 2028 for a total of $270 million plus per Clutch Sports CEO, Rich Paul. And he went ahead and reported that to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. The of thing course. is, is somebody who is always injured really worth that much? You know, I mean... He no. just can't seem to stay healthy. And he gets that nickname, Glassman. You know, the man. Well, it's, 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 it's appropriate. I mean, I mean, it's, it's to the point now where even I, I'm not a Lakers fan, but when I see Lakers games, like playing against the Spurs and he crumbles to the floor, I'm like, well, his season's done. That's my first knee-jerk reaction is, oh, he's done. Yeah, he's over. Season's over. And then he pops up. I'm more surprised that he pops up and gets going again versus him staying down i wouldn't be surprised if that happened that's a lot of money but did you ever did you see that uh breakdown of of just how much money that uh, anthony davis will be taking home because he lives just in california like just california taxes oh, and not to mention federal taxes uh, like i think despite having that amount of money reported i there's a tweet i forget where it was and they kind of break down like what goes where out of all that money, Joe, he takes home. It's still a lot of money, but twenty-four million. That's how much his net home yeah. is going to be. Uh, that's some good coin, man. That's some good money to take. That's home. some great coin, but but that's what I'm just saying. You know, I mean, sometimes we look at these contracts, especially in the West Coast, like California. They're sometimes hyperinflated because of the tax situation out in uh, in, in Cali. So, good luck, Lakers. Hopefully, he doesn't break a leg. Hopefully, he breaks a leg in a good way, not a bad way. Uh, yeah. look at so, some, look at some of the, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so we can go ahead and start transitioning now as we're starting to get later on into the show where oh, yeah, we've been you. talking about, you know, NFL talk. We've been talking about NBA, San Antonio Spurs news, you know, and as Jeff was stating, you have the basketball hall of fame enshrinement happening on Saturday mm -hmm. and that's going to be happening at what time central standard time. I believe that'll be in the evening. I think the facility started at seven East, uh, central. Uh, it's going to be broadcasted on NBA TV, uh, so it should be there. It should be it's going to be star studded. I mean, it's going to be huge. I mean, just I mean, talk about a class. That's Pop. That's Tony. That's Becky. That's Dwayne Wade. That's Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, the Gasol? list goes on and on. Paul Gasol, yeah. So very, very uh, high profile. Yeah. Why do Spurs fans don't like Paul Gasol, man? It's like he was a former Spur. He's getting enshrined in the yeah. NBA Hall of Fame, and Spurs fans are like. And I'm like, he was still well, a starter, I, man. I, my argument too is the same thing kind of like last year. Manu got in, but uh, George Carl got in and we forget that he was a former Spur, one of the original point guards uh, of this uh, team. So technically two Spurs got in last year with Manu. It was George Carl and Manu Ginobili. Hey, speaking of Tony Parker really fast, he's the greatest point guard in Spurs history, right? He is, right? He be, There's man. no doubt about to, it. He has the hardware and the accolades to go along with that, you know, to show that he is the best point guard that yeah. San Antonio Spurs have ever had up to okay. this point. So who, you know? who's your number? Who's your number two then? Oh man. Number two is a hard one, dude. You have 
just you know if you're going back for nostalgia you know you're going back yeah, and you're yeah. looking at rocket rod you know rod strickland you mm, know you're going no. looking at avery johnson you know yeah, but yeah. the problem is is that avery johnson was actually able to win a chip with with the spurs you yeah, know yeah. rocket rod for all the flash and everything he never was able to win the big game we have that infamous yeah, yeah. video that circulates on on you know social media where you can see what he did at one of the end of the game, the end of the game with the Portland Trailblazers is now infamous for him just throwing the ball, lobbing it, throwing yeah, it in the air, yeah, and it's yeah. landing half court, going nowhere. What I was watching that live as a kid, and I was like breaking my heart. By the way, real quick, uh, Rudy Campos, I saw your uh, your oh, yeah, message yeah, there yeah. on the, <laughs> the that guy Anthony Davis gets injured, blinking his eyes. Absolutely, yeah. you cannot trust him whatsoever. But no, on number two on my list is Captain Late. I think Captain Late is number two. Um, through that look at drew <laughs> the most talented point guard in first history was rod strickland man only if he stayed out of parking lots true that brother i don't think avery johnson is top five maybe not no. maybe he's five at minimum because i think i got tony obviously uh captain lee i would put george carl up there uh johnny moore Johnny Moore definitely. Uh, Johnny Johnny Moore and and then then maybe Avery right there. You know what what could have been? Imagine if Dejounte had stayed. Could he had made an argument uh, for being one of the oh, best man. point guards in Spurs history? I don't if know. he had he, stayed. Look, man, for all the 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 hate and the flack that John that Dejounte gets, he could have been a good point guard for the San Antonio Spurs. He was on the right path. I'm saying good. I don't know if he would have been great here. I think he would have been good. Yeah. But I don't know if he would have gotten the notoriety that he deserved playing yeah. here in the small market with San Antonio. Yeah. I think he knew what he wanted to do, you know, and letting the Spurs know that he wanted to to not sign a contract extension and for yeah. them to do the best they could with him and move him somewhere else. So well, I, he I, got I, his I, wish. Yeah, he got his wish. <laughs> he got his wish. But let's go ahead and start um, talking about some of the nerd talk, man. Yeah, get get that entertainment thing going on. I like I like when you do it for Jimenez. Can you do it entertainment for me, Entertainment news? All right. Let me see yeah. where it's at. Go, give me a second here. Okay, let's see. Go, go, Joe. Go, Joe. Go. Let's, go. Everybody peer pressure him. Find it. Good. Awesome. You are a man. You, you are a wizard when it comes to these kind of graphics. Uh, but... Uh, entertainment news quickly. Did you know David Beckham and his wife Victoria Beckham were were in Texas and Dallas? They're gonna go in for that. a uh, yeah. They were there. They're in Dallas for a uh, you know messy game. Surprising, you know, shocking. Messi's taking over the MLS. And, you know, it looks unstoppable. Uh, but I forgot that David Beckham's wife was a Spice Girl. I keep oh, yeah. forgetting that. To me, she's just always been like that. Hot Spice, yeah, yeah. I always been. I I, I always played the uh, long game. I, I, I always went with Sporty Spice. I was no, you, 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 let's get this honest. Because, I mean, one of the guys was saying, yeah. I need to bring the Cochino out of Jeff Garcia. And I said, no, no, Jeff Garcia likes him some girls that are built for speed, not for comfort. Well, I mean, then are you shocked that I picked Sporty Spice? Not at all. No, we should be shocked. Not at all. But 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 I, I wanted to play the long game with that one. Um, if you look now, a lot better. That's all I'm going to say. A lot oh, better Lord. than it was back in the day. <laughs> okay, now I'm really going to like tick off uh, nerd fans right now. So first of all, everybody, you don't know, I'll be hosting the big Texas con uh, later on uh, this year in San Antonio. That's a, that's so, some, some pretty big news there. You know, you're going to be hosting the yeah, big hosting Texas Comic Con. Yes, and where are they going to be hosting that convention? Downtown somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, Henry B. Yeah, they're going to be at Henry B. Um, I did uh, the first ever San Antonio Anime Con. Um, for those of y'all who listen to Lockdown Spurs, and I'm not kidding, Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z introduces the show from time to time. Not kidding. Nice. Yeah, even Tanjiro from Demon Slayer introduces the show from time to time. But, so, uh, that was a great experience. I did a really good job. So, then the Big Texas Comic Con found out. They said, hey, can you host our three-day event? I went, sure, no problem. I'll be doing that. But, but, I want to tick off nerd fans right now, especially Transformer fans. So, we always give Jimena some crap about never reviewing Transformers 86. But if you missed it, yesterday was Transformers 86 movie's birthday. Happy birthday, Transformer 86. The movie where all us nerds lost our innocence when Optimus Prime died. Right. Shocked everybody. 
And they get rid of they got rid of my little brother too, man. Ratchet. He didn't make it, man. Man, he got smoked, man. He got smoked. He got bad. smoked, like <laughs> literally smoked bad. Um, but by the way, so, you know, you know, I have an issue with that too. Like, how how are you how are you supposed to be these super sophisticated robots with all this technology? And this ship couldn't even detect that they're having an invasion into their ship. I, you know, that's a whole other story there. But but 86 gave us the infamous death of Optimus Prime. Uh, a lot of us kids were crying in the theater, still torments us till today who lived it. Um, Joe still cries when he sees Prime turn to dust or gray in this situation. But I always have this debate with Transformers fans, especially us older ones. If you look at the final fight, just the final fight, that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. The last fight between Optimus Prime and Megatron. I contend that Megatron got the best of him and he beat Prime. Now, people ask me, like, well, why do you say that? How dare you go against Prime? Joe, last I checked, even his own teammate, Perceptor, said, yeah, the fight that he got into with Megatron, all that beat up he took, he done. He done. How do not how do you all not see that Prime lost the fight to Megatron and Megatron was a dog and survived it? He got he got his ass handed to him too. He got you know jacked up. But no, the he thing did. Was- but that but that's that's where I go. Yes, I'm not discounting what Prime did yeah. to Megatron. Yeah, Megatron got beat up. But he who had died. more? Who had more dog in him? Who survived? Yeah, no, who it was technically Megatron. survived. Megatron was always more vicious. Prime always held back, and that's what got him killed. Yeah. But my favorite part of the whole movie was when they had Megatron in the back of that triple transformer, the one that transformed from the train to the tank and then to the space shuttle. So he's in space shuttle mode. They're in, they're in outer space and Megatron's there dying, you know, speaking his last breath. And what does Starscream do? My boy Starscream, the opportunist that he is, takes him out and he Megatron's like, I still function. And he freaking kicks him out by his face. But that's my, (laughs) but that's my thing. If you look at who, if you're going to, you like, you like Joe, you like boxing, you like MMA. What yeah. do they have? They have CompuBox, significant strikes, counts, all that stuff. Who landed more significant strikes? It was no, Megatron. Megatron. Who, yeah, look at the Drew who, literally, who literally gutted Prime open? It was Megatron. Yeah, Drew Show says, I was 15 in 86. I'm not going to Transformers movie or crying in any movie. I agree with him, too, because I watched this movie and I saw Prime die. I didn't cry once, man. I didn't shed one tear. Also, too, I want to go back to the fight because I ain't doing this down. And I know, no, some of these guys don't want to admit it that they know Prime got his ass handed to him. Megatron took Prime's best hits and still survived like a dog. He still survived. He took Prime's best and was the last man literally speaking, speaking, and would live long enough to see himself get re- like redone into Galvatron. Yeah. How, I mean, Joe, am I, lo- am I, Am I speaking any lies here? I don't think I am. If you look just at the fight itself, who won? No, man, it was Megatron that won that fight. He killed the brother, man. I mean, <laughs> what else do you want? He put him in his robotic grave. Yeah. He put him in it. And then, then you got bum-ass Hot Rod, you know, who was the worst Autobot leader ever. Ultra ever. Magnus. Nah, he should have gone to him. That's my boy. That's a leader right there. But, oh. Hot Joe, Rod was, was anyone, he, he was a one-off. I never really saw much of him other than after Hot the Rod. movie. Did, did you know, did you know this never broadcasted in the Americas? Uh, but in Japan, there was a, a season that bridged the final uh, arc in uh, the United States into the movie and introduced a lot of the characters that they just threw at us in, yeah. the, in the movie in 86. So for that, there was an introduction to Hot Rod. There was an introduction to Cup. There was an introduction to Ultra Magnus, and even the other side too. There was an introduction to Soundwave's new tapes. Uh, Ratbat. You know, there yeah. was all that. There was a build-up to that season. There was even a, an episode where they built Autobot City, where they had the final battle. Yeah. So, it's on YouTube. If everyone wants to check it out, it's 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 all dubbed, but it's it's really good bridge between uh, the two. And yeah. Jacob, Eric, you're right. He wanted to rip out his optics. Yeah, He out-trash-talked Optimus Prime. He out trash talked him. And don't give me this whole hot rod interfered. That ain't, that ain't Megatron's fault. Hey, all love is fair in, uh, in a fight, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't all things fair in love and war? That's I checked. 
they that that wasn't on Megatron. He just took an opportunity to get to get the best of him. Freaking Rudy, man. Got me cracking up over here. Hot Rod right, must let's see it, let's see it. Viagra because he lasted longer than Ultra as leader. <laughs> hey, Rudy, chime in. Who do you think won? Prime or Megatron in the 86 fight? Yeah. Just, just the 86 fight. Yeah, before we start getting... Hey, 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 when... hey, Rudy, I'm sorry, Joe, real fast. Let's not say even in the Bay and the Netflix movies and shows, Prime's still getting his butt whooped. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hey, before we start bringing things to a close here, let's go ahead and Give a shout out to one of our other sponsors here in Serenity Manor. One of our other sponsors, Serenity Manor, which is an events venue on Old Bandera Road across from Floors Country Store. Serenity Manor, I love going out there. The next time they have a karaoke night, which is not going to be this Thursday, but it's going to be next Thursday, I want to go. Jason Garcia, one of our listeners, asked the question on YouTube the other day, was I able to go out last week? And I wasn't able to, but I'm going to make the attempt next Thursday to go out to Serenity Manor, to go check out the karaoke out there. Serenity Manor is a social events venue. It is a historic building over 100 years old. It is on Old Bandera Road. It's diagonal, catty corner, to Flores Country Store. And there you can have baby showers, bridal showers, quinceaneras, sweet 16s, corporate events, weddings. There's an indoor and outdoor venue when it comes to it. It's a very, very beautiful place. It's very historic. The outdoor area, I know it's hot. Right? It's hot right now. It is. But, you know, you can do things outside, and especially if you're planning for something in the fall or the spring where it's beautiful and you want to be close to San Antonio but still get that hill country vibe because there's nothing behind them, right? It looks beautiful. It's a beautiful view out there. Now, inside, they have a bar that serves beer, wine, and margaritas. So after the concerts at Flores, you can go over there, grab a beer, get away from the crowd check out the place, check out the venue. Or on Thursday nights, they have game nights. I think this Thursday, they're going to have a game night, trivia night. And then next Thursday, they'll have karaoke. It's a family-oriented type of place. You don't have to worry about whether or not uh, it's dangerous or people getting fall over drunk. It's not that type of place. It's a very chill place to go hang out. It's a beautiful place. It's, uh, you know, Helotus is wonderful. I used to live in Helotus. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, it's just very family-oriented. They have a really nice outdoor area if you want to go ahead and have a family get-together, quince or whatever in the evening, you know, when it's not, not so hot. Yeah. With all the lights and stuff in the back. And they have a dance floor. They even have, like, looks like a volleyball. Uh, yep, the sand volleyball, sand volleyball in out the back. There. Yeah, so yeah, they nice show, setup. They've shown videos to us of concert performances. They had a jazz band do a performance out there. So it's a high school jazz band that performed out there and they made it like their concert venue. And then everyone went inside for refreshments. It's a very interesting place out there. I really do enjoy it, uh, but we'll be out back out there next Thursday. Joe, I, I don't know. We, we're gonna have to convince some people to go out there and sing a song or two. I gotta come up with another song. Maybe you get CT to sing with you. You know, uh, CT I think uh, would like the, uh, the alcohol first, okay? This is beer and <laughs> wine, okay? All right, so there you go. Go and check out our good friends over here at Serenity Manor. And the address is there on the screen. Serenity Manor at 14405 Old Bandera Road in Helotus, Texas. And the zip code is 78023. And as we go ahead and bring this show to a close here, I want to thank Jeff Garcia for stepping in for one Mike Jimenez, who will be back soon. And we also want to go ahead and give a quick shout out to what's happening. Probably uh, it's going to be premiering next week is going to be The Blue Beetle. You know, so my boys yes. over at the Countdown City Geek Cast yes, yes, yes. are going ahead and they're going to be part of a big event that's going to be happening here on August the 15th on Tuesday. So they've been invited to come out here and uh, be part of this event that I, I believe the motion picture company is going to be having out here. And it's Warner Brothers Pictures and it's going to be at the Arneson River Theater. So it's kind of like a first come, first serve. So the event's going to start from at 6 p.m. It goes from 6 to 8. They have live entertainment, free food and beverages, special gifts, trailer showings, and they're all and many more surprises. So they might have some Ooh, other people making appearances there. And it's look happening at, at the Arneson, Arneson River Theater at 418 Violita Street, San Antonio, Texas, 78205. And I'm going to go ahead and show the graphic here so you can go ahead and see it in all its glory. And you can go ahead and scan the QR code for your free tickets. So make sure you go ahead and check this out over at the Countdown City Geeks uh, Twitter page. But, Jeff, 
this is some big news as we bring the show to a close here that we're going to finally have representation on the big screen. You know, we're going to have a Latino on the big you, screen, you know what, representing their family as well. And you know what I fear the most? And that's, yeah. uh, you know, two things. One, it's a DC movie, so we know how that can possibly go. Yeah. Uh, two, that he may as well bash on it and his Mexican card could possibly, or his Hispanic card could get more pulled than what it probably is right now. Can you imagine if he bashes this? He needs to watch out, man, because this is the first time he, that we're I, I suspect that he will bash it. We're actually going to have gonna somebody that looks like us, man. Oh, look at And Rudy says, prime lost. There is no debate. And that's true. I, I agree with Rudy. He lost. He lost. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Blue Beetle. Uh, you're right. The representation. It's the Jaime Reyes uh, version. There were other previous Blue Beetles before. I'm really nerdy now. Now, before yeah. this current version of Blue Beetle. Uh, but uh, I, I mean, talk about accuracy. It looks comic accurate. His look. Um, the suit. The suit looks accurate. Where it's placed on his body is accurate. It's an Hispanic guy that's accurate. Um, so I, I'm looking high for it, but after the Flash movie, I'm like, I'm just, it's just a DC thing. I'm like, I don't know, I don't know anymore. Yikes. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be good. I think it's still gonna be a good film. I, I have high hopes for it. And again, this is something I've been waiting for for a long time. I know you had as well. So hopefully, did you know the actor was in San Antonio recently? Oh yeah, uh, he so was in yeah. for the Hispanic. Uh, mm -hmm. they did they like wore the Hispanic company. awards. Yeah, he was yeah, in San Antonio Hispanic recently. Awards. Yeah. Yeah, and then he were they the director, I believe, was over in Austin because my boys from mm -hmm. Countdown City Geeks went over there and they were able to go ahead and take pictures and get some stuff signed and autographed by uh, some of the people that work behind the scenes on, on the Blue Beetle. And one last yeah. thing here that I'm going to share real quick before we go ahead and, and put the show to an end is one of my boys over here, Daniel. He's part of the comic, the, the Countdown City Geek cast. He's going to have a be part of a comic convention here that's going to be happening over in the Corpus Ooh, Christi nice. area between yeah. Corpus and Rockport, Texas. It's right smack in the middle. Portland. So go check out Cadabracon. They're going to have a lot of guests out there that are voice actors. Voice actors that you recognize from some beloved shows of yours, including Dragon Ball Z nice. and Naruto, and also mm -hmm. Avatar the, Lot, the Last Airbender. So make sure you go and check out Cadabracon. Go ahead and give them some love. And as you see here, you can go ahead and check them out on their website at Cadabracon.com. So Jeff, want to again, thank you so much for Taking the time out of your day to go ahead and host the show and, and you know, yep, yep. stepping in for Mikey Menace. And, Either way, uh, when are you going to become the next Blue Beetle? That's what I, I want to have know. a suit big enough for me, man. <laughs> you need to become the next Blue I'd Beetle. Like a, I'd look like an Eminem if I put on that Blue Beetle costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, you'll be like the Blue, the the blue, blue Pill Bug. <laughs> the Blue Bug. <laughs> the Blue Pill Bug, the little roly poly. Exactly. I look like a pill. I'd look like a Blue Pill, like a Viagra pill or something, brother. Come on. Yeah, uh, no, I'll, I'll get into that. Yeah, good stuff. Cat Abercon, go there. Uh, so many things happening in San Antonio. Wemby season is upon us. All things are uh, looking good in San Antonio. Uh, again, everybody, I want to thank you for hopping on the MJ Acquired Taste Show. I am Jeff Garcia filling in for Mikey Minutes today. He should be back tomorrow. Hopefully, if not, I'm more than likely will fill in but he will uh, be back soon. And uh, again, shout out to everybody who tuned in, everybody commenting, from Rudy Campos, Jay, J Jacob, to you know everybody just here. So we appreciate you. And uh, MJ Acquired Taste will be back tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see you guys later. Peace.